Too many leaders lead for validation, not impact, for what they can get out of it more than what they can give to it. Hi, my name is Chris, and I'm obsessed with how leaders grow and develop, and I too have insecure moments. We all do. Glad you're here with me now on the Sight Shift Podcast so you can learn how to lead for impact, not validation. Welcome to session 10, Lead for Impact. Too many leaders are leading for validation, not impact. You can consider this like a postscript to our journey. I want you to learn to watch for terrible ending points in leadership development, in your work life, in your personal life. Because real leaders think about when they're gone. Leaders don't just think about in the moment. They think about when I am gone. They imagine that, then what? That's why the greatest of greatest leaders that are wonderful at building people and leveraging their gifts and skills and developing their strategic mind, they're able to remove themselves from situations and let others grow because they are able to imagine themselves being gone. So it's our job. We are raising leaders to launch them out. Just like at home, we're raising kids to launch them out. And the work world so often, while it can be a context for transformation, isn't a context for transformation because so often it ends with validation, not impact. And these are just like seven different areas right now that in our work with leaders and companies, we're seeing leaders for validation being built because they are terrible ending points. Seven great starting points, but terrible ending points. Number one, personality types and tests. Personality types and tests, if you use these in your organization, they can be really great as a starting point. They help you know how you communicate. You know, I, I took one one time and it said, Chris is unable to do routine work. I mean, I didn't read that and go, oh my God, it's a revelation. No, I read that and I was like, yep, that's true. The dangerous thing that happens though is you don't, you don't get aware of how much change is possible. This is why we say we would prefer a measurement to be the endpoint, not an assessment. Our IFQ is a measurement, a measurement of who you are. We're giving you a reflection back in the mirror. If you just take personality tests, then you think you're just a label. You think others are a label and people are more than a label and you're more than a label, but you get stuck in this place that you don't see the dynamic capacity for change. If you're in a place that you are a little bit of a jerk when you communicate and you're under stress and pressure, you can change that. You can become kind where you are a jerk. You can become patient where you're impatient. You can have healthy boundaries where you're too open. You can become the kind of leader who is making sure others are fitting in more than you're worried about how you're fitting in. You can become the kind of leader who uses vulnerability as a way to connect with others and empower them rather than weaponizing everything. I don't care what the issue is. And I've seen too many personality tests that are like, well, this is who you are. You need something that you go, whoa, I don't even know if this is possible. I don't know if this is true. Is this really who I am? That's a powerful measurement. So personality test, great starting point, terrible ending point. Number two, HR as a whole. That's a big one. I could spend an hour on this one. Human resources. Listen up, leaders, CEOs, C-suite leaders. HR serves you. You don't serve it. And what's happening is, 99 out of 100 HR leaders are being trained to lead for validation, not impact. They're being trained to lead for validation in the sense that they play defense more than offense. They're more worried about protecting from harm than developing people. 
they also very often get stuck in the ditches of these cultural narratives that don't develop leaders to their full potential, like empathy, mindfulness, and psychological safety. Now, I have come across in our work with amazing HR leaders who play offense more than defense, who don't want to get stuck in these cultural narratives. But again, HR is a terrible ending point. It's a great starting point. Why? Because human resources doesn't exist to be in vogue or protect you from harm. It exists to develop and grow people. Third great starting point, but terrible ending point. You've heard me hit on it differently in this series, but it's trust falls, rope courses, and Navy SEALs that yell at you. All of these things that we do to try to get better as leaders and develop, it can be a great starting point, right? You can do a ropes course and feel a little bit more connected to another human. But it's not like if my daughter and I are having conflict and we can't get through some issue that I'm going to put my hand on her shoulder and say, let's have a trust fall. And that's going to unearth the substantive issue that we need to change in our approach and fix it in some way that we're leading for validation, not impact. No, that's not going to do it. So we need something more than those. We need processes. We need methods. We need measurements. We need models that transform us from the inside out. Fourth great starting point, but terrible end point, is heroes. Heroes. Heroes on your leadership team. Heroes in your sales team. Heroes have strengths that get amazing things done. But their strengths put other things out of balance in the environment. So what begins with heroes needs to end with systems. If you want your sales team healthy, it's not going to rise and fall on its heroes. It's going to be the power of the system and the people that in that sales system then take it, make it better. Uh, but the people with the system are the main contribution. The same is true of your leadership team. I am all for getting A players, hiring the best that we can. That's what we want. But then in that context, we build systems that help leaders build leaders. Leaders develop leaders who develop other leaders. That's the idea. So heroes are a starting point, terrible ending point. Their strengths are going to put other things in the uh, culture out of balance. You're going to become dependent on them. And then you're always on a hero search. You're not actually systematizing the organization. Fifth great starting point, but terrible ending point. <laughs> diversity in color over diversity in thought. Now, it's hard for me to say this. Not as, um, it's easier if it would be said if I were in a place that I was a minority, and I get that. I do have friends that we've talked about this a lot, and it's worth me putting in the book because I want you or in this content to go as far as you can. Most leaders are building teams for their validation. They're not really building diverse teams. They're building teams for their validation because they want them to match and mirror their personality, or they're building teams for their validation so they can check diversity boxes. We need an appreciation for everyone. We need an appreciation where we value all humans. But healthy leaders understand to build teams that have a great ending point, you are mixing also very diverse thought and approaches. It's like mixing oil and water. It's people that have completely different worldviews, completely different mindsets. And not so that we can just have chaos to have chaos. It is a reality that people that are very sharply pointed in their strengths and their ideas and their viewpoints that know how to still get well, get, get, well, get along well with others make the best teams. They're the highest performing teams. So it feels like you're mixing oil and water, but it's really powerful. 
sixth great starting point but terrible ending point is evaluating leadership based on competency. Evaluating leadership based on competency. We don't want to evaluate leadership just on competency. We want to base it on can they architect a culture. Um, they've got maybe some tools and skills, but they lack a mindset of a secure identity. So they can't really create the atmosphere. They can't be the thermostat to get this uh, environment or culture into a place of impact where the values are balanced and we're doing the right actions for the right motive. So competency is a great starting point. Terrible ending point. We need to get deeper than that. Just fulfilling this function as a leader, we need to ask, are they really becoming the kind of person who can build an environment where leaders are built? Last great starting point, coaching that asks questions. Coaching that asks questions. You say, isn't that good? Aren't you a coach? Don't you guys do coaching? Yeah. Well, coaching that just asks questions is going to be replaced by AI. Probably. It'll ask better questions. You could interact with a tool that will just ask you wonderful questions and is trained on the kind of questions you need to be asked. If I'm just asking you questions, though, I'm not really leading you. Because leadership at its function, I'm taking people somewhere they've never yet imagined. So coaching that asks questions is a great starting point. But the ending point we need to aim for is coaching that leads people through a transformative process to take them somewhere they've never imagined. The world is messy. There's lots of pain. There's lots of trouble. There's lots of heartache. There's lots of struggles. Let's not sell ourselves short by leading and stopping at these wonderful starting points, never getting to the point that we're finishing the job to build leaders who build leaders. More at SightShift, S-I-G-H-T, shift.com. Thanks for joining me on this episode. There's always more for you at SightShift, S-I-G-H-T, shift.com to be the leader you were meant to be.